The Coast Guard enjoys the highest retention rate of the military services. But one area has been slipping, mid-career women. About 12% more women serving between 10 and 20 years in the service were leaving than men with similar tenure. The Coast Guard wanted to know why. It commissioned the RAND Corporation to look into the issue. Federal News Network's Scott Mossioni spoke with study authors Kirsten Keller, a RAND senior behavioral scientist, and Kimberly Curry-Hall, a policy researcher. The last time the Coast Guard conducted a large study like this was back in 1990, looking at women's issues. So I think um, there was still you know, a gap where they um, wanted to understand these issues better um, in, in the current day. Um, so they, they reported to us that they saw that women were leaving earlier in their careers than men. So that's something they wanted us to explore both quantitatively and qualitatively. And I noticed that it's mostly in the mid-career that you see this sort of uh, gap between men and women. So, uh, you know, in the early career, it's uh, fairly tighter. There's still less retention for women. And then the late career, pretty much the same. Obviously, retention starts to fall off toward the end there. So what sort of goes into that middle career gap between men and women in retention? So one of the things we looked at was trying to look at where those gender differences in retention happen. And our um, analysis of the personnel data really found that the gap, there's a gap both for officers and for enlisted. Um, And there's kind of a cumulative retention gap that emerges really in that first 10 years of service and then starts to stabilize. And so with our study, what we looked at um, in conducting our focus groups are kind of what are those key factors that may influence uh, women's decisions to remain or stay at, at in, in those uh, key points. And we really found factors that fall into three broad categories, work environment concerns, then career concerns, and then personal life-related matters. Are these, you know, I was looking through them, and some of them are very obvious, you know, pregnancy and, and children, something that women socially have more of an onus to, to deal with just when it comes to the way that society at this point in time, though it's changing, works. Do you find that some of these issues are systemic within the Coast Guard in the way that just the work environment is now and that it might be changing in the future? I really think it's a it's a mix there. I think some of these things, you know, you will see um, outside the Coast Guard, but there's definitely some unique uh, characteristics of the Coast Guard that, that um, present some of these uh, work environment concerns. Um, and some of these issues we've seen in other uh, retention work we've done for other military services, um, but there's definitely some that are unique to the Coast Guard. So as part of the study, we also did look um, to see if you see similar trends in DOD in the civilian sector. And you do see some similar kind of what are, are known as push and pull factors. So pull factors being things like work-life balance and those push, push factors maybe being um, differences in career advancement potential or things like that. And so as Kim noted, we did see you know, when we looked at that, you do see similar things in the other DOD services and and also other things more broadly in the civilian sector where women are also found to be um, underrepresentative um, at higher levels of the workforce. But as Kim noted, then there are some things that are unique um, to the Coast Guard. And so things that, you know, through our study, we found that we think the Coast Guard can specifically address beyond more broad societal issues. One of the things that we found is, uh, for example, that officers, um, that men are more likely to be pilots than are women, and pilots in particular tend to have higher retention rates um, in the Coast Guard, 
We also found that um, men are more likely than women to be afloat. Um, and again, that those in the afloat sector tend to have higher retention rates. Um, and for enlisted members in particular, um, this faced some difficulty for women in that they didn't get as much sea time on cutters other than high endurance vessels. Um, and because that limited um, that potential or limited some of their time um, being able to be um, on, so limited some of their sea time, that that influenced uh, some of that retention gap. Now, I wanted to move on a little bit to more of the solutions. You make some recommendations in this this report as well. And a lot of those seem a little similar to the uh, force of the future, which was sort of under the Obama administration, in the sense that uh, it gives people more time to sort of look into um, child care. It, it helps them, um, you know, take maternity leave and explores other options for, for those types of things. Um, so would you mind just sort of maybe uh, expounding a little bit on what you think might be able to help keep women within the Coast Guard? Like our findings, you know, where we didn't find it was a single factor, we also didn't find that there was any sort of silver bullet solution um, because multiple factors really influence uh, women's retention decisions. And so in proposing recommendations for what the Coast Guard can do, we really tried to propose a series of initiatives that collectively might be able to improve female retention in the Coast Guard. Um, And so these really fell into three kind of broad categories, looking at how there could be improvements in the personnel system um, to address some of the the work environment, career factors, and the the work-life balance factors that that we identified, as well as um, more broadly, really looking at communication plans and um, ensuring that all members are really aware of relevant policies and strengthening that leadership education. Um, And we would want to note with these initiatives as well, you know, they're really aimed at improving female retention, but we do think that a lot of these initiatives um, can be help improve retention for men as well, right? So men also have issues with um, childcare. Some of these, um, some of our recommendations related to parental leave, um, some of our recommendations um, related to um, this kind of improved leadership training will benefit men as well. What would be the next step here for the Coast Guard? You know, they have this report in hand. Uh, The ball seems to be in their court. Do they have anything lined up at this point? Well, um, in 2018, the Coast Guard established the Personnel Readiness Task Force to address um, the report and our recommendations. So, um, you know, obviously they would be able to speak to that more, but we do know that they have had an, uh, established this task force to evaluate and, and look into implementing some of these recommendations. And is there any sort of uh, other real-world example that would show how some of these policies and recommendations that you've made have ended up helping um, maybe other areas, you know, in the private sector or uh, other places within the military? Yeah, so when we were developing the recommendations, so, um, you know, we looked at the factors that were identified through our statistical analysis and our focus groups um, and tried to really see what what initiatives um, might be able to address those factors broadly. Um, and as part of our focus groups, we did also ask women um, what they thought might be helpful or um, to improve retention of women um, in the Coast Guard. So, you know, we listened to what they thought would be important policy or program changes that might improve retention. Um, As part of our other research, you know, we did review past studies um, related to Coast Guard retention, uh, women in the Coast Guard. Um, and so there had been recommendations that were made in the past, and we looked at those and um, how those could be implemented. We also, of course, when we looked at um, 
did a comparison to the civilian sector, you know, looked at what are some things that the civilian sector might might be um, using. Would any of those be applicable for the Coast Guard? Kirsten Keller, senior behavioral scientist, and Kimberly Curry Hall, policy researcher, both at the Rand Corporation. Speaking with Federal News Network Scott Mossioni. Check out Scott's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online.